Poopery, the original before you go toilet spray that has over 100,000 five-star reviews. It's always formulated with essential oils and plant-based ingredients that eliminate bathroom odor before it even begins. Essential for our home. So many shared toilets with all the smells, plus it's female-founded and a Texas-based company. You know we love that. Yeah. <laughs> plus, if you have any upcoming travel, Poopery 2-ounce and the travel side 10 millimeters are TSA-friendly. The brand Puri also has many additional odor eliminators products for your homes, pet, shoes, and more. Visit www.puri.com. 20% off your first purchase. Just use code Bathroom Chronicles 20. Hi, we have Jen Padalecki here. She's a friend of ours and particularly goes really far back with Peggy. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Oh, so happy to see you again. It's been too long. Been way too long. Yeah, I mean, you've got married and kids now. Yes, <laughs> yes. I uh, And uh, Peggy, you've known me since I was in high school, 15 years. I was like 15-year-old. Were you that young? Oh, when, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, tell us a little bit about you for context yeah. for our audience. Yeah, yeah. so um, my name is Jen or Genevieve Padalecki, and um, I am... I would say wife, mother, um, or mother, probably mother and then wife. And then um, I'm also an actor. Um, I am a co-founder of a company called Town, which stands for Take Only What We Need, which is a sustainably minded company that's sort of tongue in cheek about ways in which we can be more mindful in the eco space. Beautiful. I didn't know that about Town. Oh, really? No, I, this is fresh information for me. And I love that. I, in my twenties, I was doing green home building. What? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's, this is it's my passion place. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Well then I really need to pick your brain because we just bought um, a property uh, and we're looking into doing, well, we are going to be doing regenerative farming and making the space more green and figuring out ways to naturally live off the land. So I definitely need to be picking your brain about how I can so exciting. do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Happy so cool. to. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How old are your kids now? Oh my gosh. So my oldest, he is turning 11 on March 19th, uh, Tom. And then my second son, Shep, he is nine. Uh, my little Capricorn and uh, my youngest Odette is turning um, six on March 17th. Oh, yeah. she's got a few Pisces and a yeah. Capricorn mix. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Right. A little spicy. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, I don't know your your story with you two. What is well, that? Well, let you share what you want to share. Yeah. yeah. We met through um, my one of my mom's friends, Demi Moore, who was living in Sun Valley, or I believe still lives in Sun Valley, um, where I grew up. And um, my mom had met Peggy. And then I think through Demi and my mom, we got to um, meet. And yeah. Peggy has been there for me through big things in my life, big growths in my life. Mm. Um, Peggy told me all about my husband, Jared, before I met Jared. Um, wow. To Peggy the, is a psychic. I, for and those. I don't remember any, by the way, I do not remember most everything that I tell people. I don't usually just forget. She, she yeah. channels, but some people that are just listening for the first time, Peggy is very, very psychic. So she told you about Jared before yeah. you met him. Yes, wow. she did. Um, and but I think more than just psychic, I think yeah. you have such an, a beautiful gift of 
tapping into an energy and lightness and mm. um, and just this amazing ability to really just connect mm. with higher powers and also people. And that's just such a beautiful gift. And then sharing it with others. And um, for me, you were such a, a, a touchstone, I feel like, and someone that I could call upon as a mother figure for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through, like, my parents, you know, reconciling and getting divorced and boarding schools and moving to a new city and, um, you know, from New York and then L.A. Like, I, there was lots of change in my life when I was younger, and I was so fortunate to have Peggy in my life mm. um, because I could call anytime I knew that there was some uh, advice or just tapping into spirituality or guides or, um, you know, anything. And oh. you were there for me in so many different ways. And so I just was, you were, like, you don't understand what an impact you had on my life. Wow. <laughs> Truly. Thank you. I hope you know. That was just like, I have so many tapes I still reference. Oh my God, cassette tapes. That's mm-hmm. how far back we go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was like, how long have I been in this profession? How old am I? I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, and, wow. Um, this yeah. made me cry. No, it was just, you were just wow. such, it was a very, you know, there's lots yeah. of uh, rocky roads in my life at the time, you know, or that I yeah. experienced. And it, you do have these people that sort of anchor you and you were one of those people mm. that, and also helped me um, really lean into my own intuition mm. and things, which I mm. feel like as women, sometimes we're taught to sort of ignore that yeah. and, and not listen to our guts. Yeah. And they're very important. Uh, that makes me really happy to hear you say that I helped you um, just cultivate that. Because that's, you know, the the thing I hate of of all the things I do, I don't hate it, but the one I appreciate the the least is the psychic stuff. Mm-hmm. Just because it's it can change. As you change, it changes. Yeah. And there's, you know, is it important? It's important when it's needed for comfort, for growth, for understanding, for self-assurance. Like, it's going to be okay. My life isn't always going to look like this. There's going to be a time when I'm going to be married. I'm going to have children. When I have this amazing career, and I, I just, I one of the things I do remember with you is when you were, you know, starting your career as an actress and really helping you embody the character and really moving into the energy inside of your body and yeah. becoming that individual. I remember that. Oh yeah, you yeah. Were, you were very helpful. I I, I mm. had a lot of um, I, I like I always knew I wanted to do this and I I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to. to uh, just explore that creativity and be on screen and be, I just, I loved it and I knew it in my heart, but every time I'd walk in the room, I never felt like I was enough. I felt mm. so insecure. I, yeah. I felt like I wasn't pretty enough or I didn't execute it the way that it should have been executed. And it was just this like tightrope that I, mm. I, and I didn't just let go. Yeah. And Peggy, you were so good with helping me let go mm. and also giving me tools, whether they were like concrete tools, like, Hey, listen to yourself, like, you know, do the, this with the work or it was, Hey, grab this hematite and put it in your pocket. Help <laughs> ground you and make you feel solid, you know, yeah. in that moment. And yeah. uh, so Aww. you were pretty mm. instrumental in that process wow. for me. Well, yeah. thank you. Well, just think, it's I just remember what a love and you still are, mm-hmm. you know, just to how tender you have been. And um and really really important because when your mom and to me, that was really early on in my career. And so for me to have somebody 
like your mom and me go, wow, you know, we trust you. And then to bring me their children and have me connect in mm-hmm. that way was for somebody starting out who's a little like, oh, am, I, do, am I good enough? Is this okay? It, you know, working with you really helped, I would say for myself, just get out of my head and really feel mm-hmm. your heart and what mm-hmm. you needed and where you wanted to go. And I remember the first poster you sent me. <laughs> oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I thought I was like hot shit. <laughs> she was. I thought I was hot shit. I was on an ABC family You're show. You're hot shit right You're now. You're hot shit right I was now. Like, <laughs> I was like, hey, Peggy, thanks so much. I'm going to sign a poster for your children. <laughs> for a but my, but listen, oh my my, my boys would, yeah, they loved it. They were little, you know, they were little groupies. They, oh my god, <laughs> you're so sweet. Um, that was Die. probably so special to them because exactly. those were the days where the sign posters were everything. Oh, for, we're talking twenty years ago. Yeah, I know. It was like, I know. Marco was eleven, right? So he's like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I, I had a I had a poster signed from Cut Close. Do you know who Cut Close is? No. This, they no. were the backup singers for the song You Got Me Twisted, thinking about the way that things used to be. What? Yeah, that one. And I can't even remember who sang that <laughs> song right now. But I was everything because I had that poster on my yeah. walls. Oh, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, and then and you know, Stacy Keebler, right? Our friend the wrestler, I didn't even know who she was and her poster was on our son's bedroom wall because she was a wrestler. I'm like, and then later on when I meet her, I'm like, wait, what? He's like, mom, don't you know who she is? I'm like, no. How many people are in this simulation? Right. Exactly. It's amazing. Wait, you guys, I got a really good dish on posters because we are of the poster era. My sister, Tiffany, when I started dating my husband, my mom goes, you know, when you were in college, Tiffany had a picture of James on her wall in her bedroom. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. what? Awkward. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's going to top that one. You married your sister's heart. <laughs> I think Sarah had one of Jared. Oh, yeah. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who's Sarah? My sister. Okay, sister. your sister. My sister, too. sister, yeah. That's funny. Which we also, I feel like, I feel like you helped also with my, my sister had a really traumatic brain injury and she, um, not to get dark with things, my sister right now yeah. is doing great and kicking ass. And so I'm, wow. I can, we can laugh about it now, yeah. but she fell four stories off a building um, when yeah. I was pregnant with Shep. So it was about almost 10 years ago. Um, in San Francisco. And it was a really scary time for our family because we were told to, to you know, to basically pull the pull plug. The plug. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and I remember, and I remember talking to your mom and I remember, you know, her saying all three doctors are saying there's, you know, no activity. We should just pull the plug. And, and, and I was like, no. And I downloaded all this information. Yep. I hung up the phone and I thought, what a load of bullshit I just gave her. Like, you did. Oh my God. I was like, I was mortified. I thought I've just set Camille up for uh, such a fall. And I went to bed and um, I woke up. The guides woke me up at at three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, and yelled at me and said, Don't you dare. She's going to have a miracle. And if you can't get behind this miracle, you need to not talk to the family because she's having a miracle. I was like, oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. So then I called Camille the next morning and said, oh my God, it's all true, everything I said. She said, I know, Peggy, she's having a miracle. Your mom was so matter of fact. I know, she's having a miracle. I was like, oh, well, I, you know, I I said it and then I didn't believe it and now I believe it again. So it was just this, it was so, it, 
it was truly a miracle. But all, it truly was. But also, yeah. I think a little bit what we're talking about too is about tuition, intuition. Yeah, mm, and yeah. I, I think you also need to lean into your own intuition <laughs> and not doubt yourself either, because yeah. also people need to ex- like if we're having conversations, you can take what what, what, what you get, what you get yeah. from it, and it's yeah. not your responsibility. And I think you felt something, and it yeah. was in. in it was very helpful in what we needed at the time because yeah. we were at the time looking for miracles and praying and doing everything that we possibly could to yeah. bring my sister back um, because we had lost her. She had several strokes. Um, it was, uh, I've never experienced anything like that and I hope nobody yeah. has to experience something like that. Um, it was it was um, definitely next level. And um, having... Um, all the guides and all the the wonderful doctors and healers and um, friends and the support was yeah. got us all through it. And you know what is so crazy and about um, the after we went through that, my sister turned to my mom and my mom because my mom was asking, you know, what did you see and did you see things and yeah. and the only thing that she said is, "Mom." It was just so loud. There were so many people praying. I could hear all the prayers. Wow. Um, so, and I'm going to butcher the quote. What she said, she's much, my sister's very funny. Uh, so she's, she had a funny way of saying what she's like, like people wouldn't shut up. I just heard all the prayers, something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. But yeah, she, um, she wow. could hear all of the different prayers because Peggy was, you know, just every, you know, open channel to like help have a connection and help us heal and help us figure out. And it was, it was, it was a really, really, wow. I mean, nobody like heart wrenching, gut wrenching and like, thank God it's all behind you guys. And it was a miracle. And I thank God she's doing so well. And yeah. yeah, And I love her sense of her. She is really, (laughs) I love that she heard the prayers. It feels like her body cells heard the prayers, you know, and, and magic happened. Yeah. That was, Wow. Yeah. How was it going through that while you were pregnant? I, I know somebody else going through a really tough time with somebody else's medical mm. condition right now, and they're mm-hmm. very pregnant. And I know that that's really difficult. It was I mean, very, very difficult. Um, I was very newly pregnant. I think I was about seven or eight weeks. So I think oh, there was a maybe a little bit farther, like eight or nine weeks, but definitely in the first trimester where it wasn't public and, you know, uh, I hadn't really even told other people outside of my family. So I think everyone was concerned for me that I might lose my baby. And, um, you know, I think, I, I think, you know, I just had to stay as calm as possible and, um, be as rooted and grounded in whatever capacity I could. Um, and it's hard to not, get wrapped up in that emotion as well and take that on. So I'd be really careful with boundaries, I think, um, during that process. Um, and thankfully my mom is pretty capable. My mom is like, get her done. Like, yeah, she does not accept no as an answer. So if she heard the word no, like we were hearing a lot, it wasn't. No, she runs right over it. Yep. No, yeah. she, she wills it to happen. She's like, yeah. She's so teeny tiny and she's, she's, tiny. she's so little and she's fierce. Yes. Wow. She's really. They call her the Camille. Yes. yes. Camille. Wow. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Boundaries are such uh, an interesting thing for me right now. There's something I've been playing with and figuring out just how to preserve my own energetic field. Yeah. What is, 
having boundaries on something like that look like? Because clearly you love your sister and you want to be there for her and simultaneously being in love with something inside of you and knowing that, you know, you need to compartmentalize. Like, what does that even look like? Um, Well, for, for me, you know, I, we had like a whirlwind, I had a whirlwind of a relationship. I got married. We got engaged after a year, married four months later, and then a year later got pregnant, had our son, Tom. Tom was a year old and we had a, oh, wow, we're pregnant. Like as soon as I stopped breastfeeding, I got pregnant. (laughs) I was like, oh gosh. And then my sister had her accident. So there was a lot Mm -hmm. of like movement in that regard. And then we were actually in Rome at a a supernatural convention. My husband was on a show called Supernatural and uh, he was doing a, a, a sort of fan convention in Rome and we found the news out and so immediately had to take this crazy oh. plane and I had a toddler and, um, or, you know, he's barely walking and I was pregnant. So it was kind of like I had to quickly go into like, you know, putting your oxygen mask on first and make, making sure, okay, I'm, I'm okay. My, my son's okay. My husband's okay. And sort of I had to, it's like you have a, a, the nucleus and it just sort of mm-hmm. the rings like go out and in, in order of importance and, and prioritize like what, what are the things that are really important? Um, so I had to make sure those things were okay before I could be there for my mom and my sister. Mm. Um, so that really was helpful for me. And, and then I also learned a bit from Jared at the time I was like a bit angry cause he, He's like, we've been here a month. I need to go back to Texas. I need to kind of see my family. I need to regroup, you know, and connect because we had been working nonstop. And then this happened. Um, so I actually ended up learning a lot from him of like, okay, it's okay to take a time out. And that's not a selfish thing. That's actually yeah. an act of love of, hey, I need to just kind of yeah. take yeah. a step back. Um, and that really helped get through that. And I think also I'm really lucky with my mom. She's really, really good with boundaries. Um, and she, you know, she's not very phased by things. So it's not like she was upset. Cause I was like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta bounce too. I need to like kind of get my son in check. I need to get myself in check. Um, so, but you know, my biggest thing that really worked for me is making sure that I was okay. I was getting rest. I was feeding myself you know, making sure my baby was, you know, Sheppy was getting enough nutrients and that sort of thing um, as well. And, and all the love, which is hard because it felt like it was very divided at that time. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, in a way, he also helped me get through it. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. 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 Gosh, that's so powerful to just move through the checklist because sometimes we don't well well, what a lot of women will do is they will reach out instead of taking care of themselves yeah right and not recognizing that taking care of yourself has to be the priority because if you fall apart nobody who you know who's gonna take care of everybody else Mm -hmm. so you always have to take care of yourself first and then which is not always easy yeah you know and especially under your circumstances it's it's challenging and then I think also what I tend to do sometimes is push down the emotion and then it ends up kind of bubbling up and not a great way. Yeah. So I think I've also recognized that in those situations, I also need to take the space to grieve or be upset or be angry about, you know, in the moment, like maybe not in that direct moment, but 
through at some point in that day or whatever. Yeah, process the emotion. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah, at some point. At it, some point. At some point, yeah. you know, at some point in your life, you need to like, I just think it's helpful. Otherwise, you're building on top of the sorrow, the grief, the fear, and then that infiltrates all the other areas in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So how just intuitively wise you are just yeah. about knowing what to do and... Well, yeah. I had a lot of wise women who <laughs> taught me, so who paved the way. Mm. But thank you. I don't know. Wow. We're all a work in progress. Always, yeah. right? I feel like your strengths are where I'm working right now. So I really mm. appreciate that. I, I just can't tell you how much my brain just reorganized itself in that little story. Oh, wow. Yeah. In a really big way. Oh, you know what? I get that. Yeah. I can see that now. Yeah. 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 And Mm -hmm. the funny thing is I was just giving my sister this advice and she turned it back on me. So this is like (laughs) at a peak in my personal life. She said, okay, Kim, what are you doing for yourself? I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We're not talking about me, right? (laughs) We're talking about you. I'm checking in on you every day, okay? (laughs) So thank you for that. I love that. that. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So um, you have made some big changes in the last couple weeks Mm -hmm. that that I have so much gratitude that you're open to sharing because not everybody is. And it is a huge thing on my heart for women to just check in with themselves intuitively while we're talking about intuition. Would you like to share what's been going on? Yeah. So um, this is not something I've ever spoken about publicly at all. And I haven't even told a lot of my friends that I even got them in the first place. But uh, and. I run a sustainability company, so it was something that I struggled with. But I, mm-hmm. two years ago or a year and a half ago, um, I just, I wanted to, I think right around the time I hit 40 and felt like, you know, it's like this shift where on one hand, you don't care what you what anyone thinks, but you're like, I, I, I miss what I used to look like a bit. And I wanted to, you know, build upon my appearance and just feel good. And I um, got consults to get breast implants and I had many, many consults and would go back and forth. And then I finally was like, you know what? I, I want to look good for me. I want to, I want to experience what's, what that feels like, what that looks like. And I did a lot of research on it and I was aware of the pros and the cons. I consulted with a doctor. I have a doctor here in Austin that I work with, um, Dr. Houseman Cohen, who runs Resilient Health, who is, you know, uh, I believe a Harvard grad MD. Like she is so well researched. And I was consulting with her and she said, you know, I don't know about this. I don't know if you should do it. And went back and forth and then finally went, you know what, I'm going to do it. And then she said, okay, but I'm going to monitor things. Like, let's just like keep on top of how you're feeling all the time. Um, in addition, I also have two APOE4 genes, which ne- not it has nothing to do with breast implants, but I'm it's that gene that um, like Chris Hemsworth was just talking about in Limitless, that is the dementia gene, oh. and it um, is something that doesn't mean I'm going to get dementia, yeah. but it's something that I need to be aware of in terms mm. of my habits and how I take care of myself and self care and all of those things. So. Um, I'm also like just already hyper aware, like, oh, I'm feeling brain fog. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming for me. So um, it's one of those things I'm just really 
hyper aware of so uh, and and how I'm feeling. And so I got breast implants done uh, a year and a half ago, and. I felt great and I felt very sexy and they were the exact same size as my breasts used to be before breastfeeding. And so it just, it didn't feel that different. Um, but then it was about six to eight months later that I noticed some changes in my body that didn't feel quite right. And I'm a big runner. I love to run. I love exercising. It's something that I've done my whole life to cope and deal with stress. Mm-hmm. And um, and when I say running, I mean like I like I ran Boston Marathon a couple years ago. I like long distance. I just need to like get it out and sweat it out. So um, I noticed that when I would get on the treadmill or I'd go outside and I would jog, I couldn't do it for more than like two or three miles before my body would just be like, no, we're done. Oh, wow. And that was like, super weird to me. And I started talking to friends, like it wasn't like an immediate, like, well, this is weird. It was like, well, maybe I'm tired today or there's, you know, three kids, my husband works like crazy hours and, you know, and so, you know, I'm kind of like not even thinking it correlates. And then this goes on for quite a while to the point where I'm like, I can't run. This is weird. And then I started getting some weird pains in my joints and, um, I would wake up with joint pain where I would like flex my fingers and they would hurt. And it's nothing that was like super crazy, like, oh, wow, you know, where it would, I could power through these symptoms, but it was enough where when I went to my checkup with my doctor and I said, it's really weird. These things are happening and I, I can't run all of a sudden and my joints are really painful. And she's like, Let's talk oh. about this. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then she yeah. also did a, an exam, a breast, you know, just my annual was doing like a breast exam. And she's like, you know, your lymph nodes are really inflamed too. And I didn't feel sick. It's not like, you know, normally yeah. when you feel sick. So all of these things sort of, you know, were, were adding up. And then um, I just, I just, my body was just starting to feel really inflamed and yeah. it just didn't feel right. And, you know, it's one of those things that's a bit controversial and I'm not a doctor and I know that there's not yet enough research done on like breast implant illness, but I just thought, you know, I, I want to get back to how I was running to me is something that's really important. Mm. Um, and I'm just, it, what if this gets worse? Yeah. I just didn't want to get to a place where it got worse. So um, I spoke with her and then spoke with a couple of doctors and I ended up just taking them out. But I will say what is pretty profound is that two weeks later, I ran six miles. Wow. I haven't done that in at least a year. I have zero joint pain. Um, And my brain fog, which I started getting more brain fog, is like at a minimum. So. Wow. Whoa. Is it related? I I mean. Well, you feel better. I feel feel very different. I feel very, I feel, I feel in my body, I feel like my body is not inflamed. I feel normal. I feel yeah. like I can move the way I used to be able to move. So yeah. for me, it was the right decision. I'm yeah. I'm so grateful that you shared all of that. Um, the reason this is such a place of passion for me is a good percentage of my friends have them. And there's been this movement of 
people taking them out, Mm -hmm. having explant surgery. And I keep hearing time and time again how they feel so much better when they've come out. I had one friend send me a picture and she had just saline. They were completely disintegrated in places into her body. And Mm -hmm. she, remarkable shifts sometimes after just a couple of weeks. And so, you know, yes, Mm -hmm. there needs to be more research. And as we're talking about our bodies and intuition, it's it's great to always mm-hmm. take a moment with yourself, talk to your body, give yeah. it gratitude, see how it's doing, see if anything's feeling off. So for anybody that may be thinking about getting them, to, to maybe ask your body for permission, does this feel right to me? And if yeah. the answer is yes, to just follow up with your body and, yeah. and see if this continues well, what to is feel the, right. What is the test that also when you have like a product... Have you ever done muscle that? testing? And to your point, I th- I think it's also um, your choice as a woman, yeah. right? Like I love that your doctor said, "Here's the information, and I'll support you in whatever you're going to do." Yeah, like that to me is is really powerful to still have the information and let the woman choose for what she wanted to do. Well, and I will say, when I was getting them in, I probably went to six, seven doc. I mean, I was yeah. like. I went over and over to like, I went all over the U S like yeah. how, okay. Who's going to do this? Everyone that I went to wanted me to in like enormous implants. Oh. One even said, cause I said, well, I just want to be what I want. I want to be, I want natural. I want to look natural and I want to feel like myself. I don't want. Like, Were these all men? Yes. And one oh said, God. well, if I do that, it'll look like a rock in a sock. And I was like, oh my God. Um, well, that looks a little natural. What's wrong with a rock in a sock? <laughs> so yeah, I did not I go breastfed three kids. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I want to look like, I mean, I did and I'm proud of it. Yeah. So it was, it was like, it was very, it was, it, that was a process is also funny. And I finally did find a wonderful wow. doctor who's like, what I define as beauty is different than what you define exactly. as beauty. What do you want and how do yes. you want to feel? Yeah. So that was also like, okay, that, you know, through that process as well. I also want to bring up something else you said because you're in sustainability and the environment and, you know, you gave that prequel to your story. And I just want to say, I know a lot of people in that place (laughs) getting them and Botox and everything else. And I choose not to, but we got to stop judging other people's decisions. These decisions are really for ourselves, and it's honoring ourselves, and it's a journey you ask to go through. And I, I believe really that we're creating our life. We're creating our experience. And there's a lot to be said about feeling good in your body. Mm-hmm. That's why we exercise, yeah. right? Yeah. That's why we're drawn to certain things or certain foods or certain, because they make us feel good. And aging's freaking not easy. It's yeah. just not and I've gone through all those cycles of, you know, breastfeeding, like what, that's what's left. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's a little shocking mm-hmm. and there's a, you know, there's just, there's so many different things. And I like to your point, there's so many women who have breast implants. And I think it's really important that this isn't about shaming anybody for having them. Or if you don't have them, I, you know, for me, it's the same thing as an abortion. It's your choice. It's your body. You get to live it. You get to fill it with whatever you want. Yeah. May not be my choice. Like I wouldn't do fillers and stuff like that may not be my choice, but if you feel good, then go for it. Right. You know, so I, that's all, I'm, you know, we're here to honor women, their stories and their choices. Yeah. And, and for you, the intuition led you one way and I was like, okay, I had that experience. 
no, I don't want to have that experience anymore. It doesn't feel good. It's not what I thought yeah. it would be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that, and this is why I thank you. I, this is why I, why we created town because the sustainability space is very divisive in a way, or it's very binary. It's this or that yeah. it's all or nothing. And if you don't subscribe to this, then you're not really green. And it, that's, life is evolving. We're evolving and yeah. we're all a sort of, you know, we're this melting pot in ourselves, like in, in trying things and what works for you isn't, may not work for me. And, um, it was really important to kind of find that balance with that, with town. And then also within myself, I think it's just, I felt very hypocritical or something, or I just felt like I would be judged. And, you know, sometimes in the space, it's, it's, it's a little scary and I, I'm, I get, I have anxiety, I get nervous and I, I'm, mm. I'm kind of a bit of a people pleaser at times. So I, I get very like, oh gosh, I'm disappointing someone somewhere when it's not, it's about me. It's Pe about you. Yeah. People are very brave behind their computers. Yes. They're I very brave that, behind yeah. their computers yeah. because I'm so insistent sustainability and things like that. And it's definitely progress, not perfection, mm -hmm. but you should see the comments I've had because I have six children and I'm like, really? What? Which, which child really? would you like me to get? I would, I <laughs> would have six children in a heartbeat. <laughs> that is amazing. If, if they have any idea about the nature of your children, they would not say that. Yeah. You're, you're bringing you're, good you're, stewards. You're into bringing the world. children into the world that care and that love and that support and are kind to each other. And let me add, if they weren't, who cares? Yeah. It's my it's decision. Nobody's business. Yes. What we yeah. do, and I think this yeah. is really important is we share information. Mm -hmm. We yeah. share information. So yeah. if I'm talking about, you know, Botox and sharing some information about Botox, you can take it or leave it. Yeah. That's what you said about intuition with Peggy and what she was sharing about your sister. She was sharing the information that was within her and it resonates or it doesn't with you and your family. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, we can't make other people responsible for our for our decisions. We need to just taken in the information and, and feel into it. Yeah. 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 That's beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So thank you so much for sharing that story. I think it is invaluable for so many women yeah. that are just going to simply ask the question, how am I feeling? And even if, even if they don't have implants, just asking their body how they're feeling and mm -hmm. maybe tuning in a little more deeply and, and taking that moment to pause in the morning or at night. I agree. And I, I think, um, and this has come up a few times for me throughout my life, but I think if you hear an answer or, if, you know, especially when they're, um, you know, very educated professionals telling you one thing, you can always ask other, there's always another opinion yeah, and there's always another expert. <clears throat> and so that's okay to, if this doesn't feel right with this person, a doctor, mm -hmm. whatever, uh, you can always go to somebody else and, you know, you can try things out and as, but as long as you feel good and sit with that and yeah, yeah, I think that's really, well, important. thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. really beautiful and Aww. brave. And Thanks. yeah, because we, we have scary. a lot of friends who, who've had explants surgeries. I mean, I can name like six women right now oh. in the last three months that I know that are close friends that have had Really, them, mm -hmm. and and the biggest problem, from what I hear, is the ones that are textured, is right. what that what's been just shared with me. 
But um, I don't know that to her be a fact. I'm not a doctor. Right. But, you yeah. know, but again, you know, it's who knows where it's going to go. Well, we're going to hopefully have more people on the show to talk about it. But just the fact that you shared something that's vulnerable, that leaves you open to um, people's uh, opinions, let's say. So hopefully everybody will be really kind and um, loving with you well, and your courage. And, and if, if they're, they're not, not that's we'll okay. send them love. <laughs> send them love, right? We'll send them love. I agree. Like, yep. Lead with kindness. And yeah, there's, exactly. Again, I'm going to butcher the saying, um, but there's that that saying that uh, be kind to every soul you meet for everyone is engaged in a battle. And I know that I'm butchering that, so I apologize. But along the lines of everyone has their own journey, yeah. everyone has their own struggles. Yeah. So just lead with kindness and Kill him with kindness. Yeah, I see that yeah. on your Instagram handle. I loved that. I saw that. I went home. I like that. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, yeah, no, I, you know, speaking of doctors and listening to doctors' opinions, I know um, we were, before we started, we were talking a little bit about home births and births. Oh, yes. my favorite. <laughs> Mine too. Like the best magic and the plant. I like the most wow. magical, beautiful moment. I mean, birthing in general is just so magical mm. and amazing but um I, I just I would love to talk to you a little bit about that experience yeah well I had how many of your births were home births um I have three kids and two of them were home births okay mm. so which one was a hospital birth my first mm. my first was a hospital birth as well and for me I always say I'm not a home birthing advocate I'm an advocate of a woman being able to give birth where she wants yes. and mm. having all the information so I like to share all the information but um, that first one, I was talked out of it and, you know, I, I don't know. I just, okay, I'll have Olivia in the hospital. And I got to the hospital and I had to sign all this paperwork and it took me into fight or flight. My labor mm. really slowed down. Then they checked on me and they said, you're not even a centimeter dilated. You're going to have to go home. And, I was like, no way. Even my doula of 20, doula, she was a doula of 20 years. She goes, she was rocking. You guys need to all get out of the room yeah. and leave oh, wow. her alone. Yeah. And so um, also even my doctor, I talked to her on the phone. She wasn't at the hospital. She goes, I know you have a history of quick labors. I'm going to tell the staff to just leave you alone. So I was left alone for an hour and a half. And within an hour and a half, I was dilated to nine with pushing contractions. Is that because of your mom? How would they know you have a history? If I this had is your talked, first one? I had talked to my nurse. My mom had me in 30 minutes. Oh, I was pushed. Wow. Fast. Okay. Okay. Woo, fast and furious. Wow. Fast and furious. Um, Annabelle, my third, was in a half an hour at home. I would have never made it to the hospital, actually. And that was one of the reasons why I was feeling more comfortable at the hospital is because of my mom's history. I yeah. was thinking, well, geez, I mean, I feel safer at home because... I don't want to be in wow. the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might wow. as well set the stage <laughs> yeah. exactly wow. how I want it. Mm -hmm. But um, what I personally personally love about home birth, and I'm curious what your thing is, is I just, for me, it's right away having that baby and not having to fight for it. Just like right there in my own bed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some births were much easier, easier than others. They weren't all heavenly at home. I'll say yeah, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, 
Who's having orgasmic births? I want to know. <laughs> Who wants to have an orgasmic birth? Me. You do. I'm like, Why I do not, not want to do that in front of other people. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no. I mean, no. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. That's I mean, if point. you had to pick pain or pleasure, I'm sorry, I'd have to go with the pleasure. True, I mean, true, true, there is, true. There is that. I know, true, true. It just felt like, ah, I don't know. Like, like when your nipples. I've never like, heard of that. The orgasmic birth? Yeah, oh, really? golly. There's a whole, like, there's movement a, of, yes. yeah. I know. Anytime somebody tells me they're going for an orgasmic well, birth, I'm like, good luck. I mean, okay, so 30 years ago, I know you they might. used to say. Tell me how that works. <laughs> if you would have sex, that would bring on labor. Yes. But I've never heard okay. this. Can I, can, I, can I tell you that when the staff in the hospital left, we were instructed to try that? And the, the kissing is supposed to help in the whole thing. I was like, you get away from me. <laughs> Don't touch. Don't. Like, you <laughs> are not touching me right now. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. so, so my inspiration was my mom's quick labors. I just feel really comfortable at home. I don't like anybody telling me what to do. I'm that yeah. person that I like to get into a deep meditative flow. What was your inspiration? My mom had home births. Ah, really? Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Wow. Except with me. Except. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm the but she was in the hospital, and uh, the nurse told her. My mom. We grew up. We, I was born in the Bay Area, so mm. I feel like that was kind of a big, mm. you know, culture that was like it was um, like on the forefront with home births and the, you know um, and the East Bay and stuff. And so I feel like it was kind of a little bit more natural and less fringe. And uh, the nurse told her that she had home births herself. And my mom was like, well, if you work in a hospital and you're having home births, wow, what am I doing? And she, my mom didn't enjoy the experience of being in the hospital. And so, mm -hmm. and my mom, like, she is not a hippie. <laughs> she is not like a woo-woo or like, she's definitely not someone you would think would be having home births. She's literally like five feet tall and she, her outfits are always like tailored perfectly to her body. She always looks immaculate. Yeah. Um, and so I'm saying that just to preface that, like, it's not just for, I don't know, I consider myself more of a hippie kind of mama. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's literally, it's your body, your choice. And, um, and she made it so normal to have that kind of birth or whatever yeah. kind of birth. Yeah. Um, and uh, so watching her and talking about birth with her once, um, I, I always said I wanted to have natural birth. And we were living in Vancouver when I got pregnant with Tom. And uh, I, it's such a weird story, but I didn't find anyone there that I resonated with. And I was a little bit afraid to have a home birth at the time because we lived in an apartment complex. And I was like, I don't know if this is, mm. I don't know my neighbors well enough yeah. to just start. Wow. Like, yeah. I don't know what this is going to look like. And so um, I uh, was uh, recommended. Uh, or I was referred to a woman named Sally Avenson who is in Seattle and mm. it's a three hour drive. <laughs> so I, it w I was like, I don't know, this seems a little crazy. Oh, wow. But I, when I met Sally, Sally had both feet like in like the natural, like you are going to, well, you'll be fine. You got this. And also, Hey, if you know, shit hits the fan, we're going to the hospital. Mm -hmm, and I yeah. just felt really safe around yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and she had been, you know, had been a, a midwife for, you know, 30 years or something. You know, she's just like mother earth and just so amazing. And um, 
I was like, Jared, I, I, she's my person. Yeah. I need her with me. And, and because we were, you know, on location, I didn't have family and friends really around me to sort of give me that support. So I knew I needed to have those anchors around me. And so we ended up, um, I'd rented, um, an Airbnb, um, before, uh, each birth and we would sort of hunker down and, and then, um, Jared would kind of arrive around the right time, but I found, I met Sally. I met another woman, um, Carrie Kenner, who ran a birth into being a doula course, who is the most amazing, um, like wonderful woman. Mm. Um, also when I had, I was transferred to the hospital in my first, um, uh, during my first labor and Carrie was really the one who helped me understand that I could advocate for myself. Mm. She would write down questions for me on a whiteboard and say, Hey, they're asking these questions. These are the kinds of things that maybe you want to think about when, you know, if you want to do Pitocin or an epidural or these things, like these are, these are some things that you might want to ask or think about. And so that was really helpful knowing that I had her there because I mm. felt I wasn't expecting to be in a hospital. So yeah. that was helpful. And then I also had um, Jasmine Bay, who is an acupuncturist in Seattle, who also accompanied me and would, you know, put the appropriate needles wow. in when, she just knew what I needed. And so I had those three women around me and they were, they were there every time I birthed. Um, Mm. and what a great team. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, they were just amazing women to have. So acupuncture for birth. I had never heard of that. That's incredible. I have not done that. That sounds great. Well, if you have a seventh, no, 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 the population is big enough, guys. <laughs> that would be irresponsible of me. <laughs> but would it? Right. Yeah. right? I love it so much. I loved uh, every minute of it. I'm so glad that you found your birth team. I really believe that we that you co-create and magnetize the birth team with your children before they come in. Yeah. Mm. And and I just want to say thank you to my birth team. Yvonne Novak was my doula and she's the one that sat me down and said, we're going to, I don't, I call this not a birth plan, but a birth request because yeah. births are their own blossom and mm. you're going to figure out the way that it blossoms while it happens, yeah. you know? And so we all have these requests and then we have to throw them away and yeah. surrender to whatever the the plan is, which is sometimes being transferred yeah. or having a C-section or doing the Pitocin that we didn't want to do. But she was the one that also told me about all the potential things that could happen mm. and the risks and maybe the benefits or the whys and also watching the business of being born that yeah. Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein did was so instrumental in making me feel prepared for a hospital birth. And ultimately, I'm so grateful for my hospital birth Mm. experience. But then Joshua was breech. And I knew that was my invitation to have the home birth I wanted because it was a cesarean or birthing at home, which I've always wanted to do with Dr. Stuart Fishbein, who's done hundreds Mm. of breech births at home successfully 
And um, I just smiled inside and I'm like, my little guy, Joshua, he knew what I needed. He's mm-hmm. like, nope, nope, I'm not turning over. <laughs> I'm not turning over. I'm, he's he's a pleaser. To... I'm giving you what you want, mom. Yeah, I'm gonna, We're going to do this at home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. what, did that feel different birthing wise? Well, you know what's interesting? Um, so they they don't do breech births typically anymore right. based off of an old study that didn't have, uh, it took into account third world malnourished countries mm-hmm. and it didn't have a head down counterpart. So there were a lot of flaws in the study. And mm-hmm. since then they've done new studies out of Germany, Australia, Israel, uh, Dr. Fishbein has done a lot of papers on this. And what they're finding now is it's a risk versus a risk. And, uh, you know, depending on the checklist with the woman, you know, there's various checklists different doctors have when they check them Mm -hmm. out. If they are a good candidate for a breech birth, a natural breech birth. And, and I was, and it's, I've even taken classes that doctors have taken on how to deliver breech babies. I've taken some of these classes and a lot of the doctors around the world doing them, I've taken international classes. Uh, They're saying that the breech babies tend to be their most hands-off, easier deliveries. This was the consensus, at least in the rooms that I've been in. And women which breathe the do breach births at home tend to do on all fours. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, those babies just come on out and then there are three breach positions. They're not all created the same. I think there's the complete breach Frank breach. And then there's the footling, which is feet, you know, straight down. And that tends to have more complications. So there are so many things, but the problem is, is that we're not training the doctors anymore. Right. And just little tweaks uh, to things that are the big issues, like the head potentially being an issue. It's just like putting the finger in and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to start giving the doctor information, but I have taken the doctor classes and they're really subtle tweaks um, to, to have a lot more success. It's, it's just, it needs to be taught again. Well, information is power, right? right. That's the yeah. information is power. And for those interested that may be hearing this, um, Dr. Stuart Fishbein has a course called Reteach Breach, and he's actually traveling around the country teaching oh, wow. again. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I know that Dr. Paul Crane also was, um, I, we worked with him throughout mm-hmm. my pregnancies as well. And he, um, my daughter was breached at one point and he said, well, you've had two successful births and I feel sorry. It probably sounds like I'm farting, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's my chair. I swear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was suggested cause that wasn't something that even entered my mind. And I sort of went down the rabbit hole. Like I, I'm obsessed with birth. I love how women birth. I love what their process is. And I love mm-hmm. sharing these stories. I follow like badass mother birther on oh, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, I just think it's so special how we come into the world and the women who, and you know, the people that are through help out through that process. But, um, so it sent me down a rabbit hole too, of just like, you know, how, wow. Cause we're taught that, that you can't do that. That's dangerous. That's very scary. And again, I'm not a doctor as well. You know, even 30, what, two years ago when I was pregnant Mm -hmm. with my first one, right. I wanted to have a natural birth and I wanted to have it, you know, in a way that I didn't have any medicine. I don't know that I, didn't have the courage to have it at home because that really was like not 
not a thing. There was nobody in my life or in my world that had a home birth mm-hmm. that could afford a hospital. Like it, it meant like if you were having it at home is because you were broke. Yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah. that was the tagline, yeah. right? Ah, oh, you're stupid, you're having it at home, you must not have enough money. I feel sorry for you. Oh, that was kind of the culture. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, but I didn't I didn't want any of the medicine. I wanted to be able to have a natural birth in the hospital and feel safe. Mm-hmm. But after um 24, 26 hours in the, my water broke at home. And then I went to the hospital and I was still only one centimeter after 26 hours. Mm. I like, I tapped out. Like it just yeah. mentally, emotionally, I wasn't strong enough. I didn't have the. I wouldn't, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't say strong I, no, enough. No, I mean emotionally. I, see. I, I did not have the. Um, I, I was so sensitive, right? I did I wasn't doing the work I'm doing now, right? I was a real estate yeah. broker. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. That's right. So I I was so not in touch with my body. I mean, I'm like it's such a different person today. Like today I can feel everything. I can feel the wind two miles away. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, I can yeah. feel everything. But back then I was like just cut off from my body. And so not having the connection with yourself and your ability to feel into your body and to know what's going on. It, it was a recipe for not being able to like honor the body's flow because I was so scared. So if there's any women out there who are like I was so many years ago and are in their head and not knowing how to process this, start to do things like yoga, even if you're not even pregnant now, but you want to get pregnant, you know, do things like yoga, anything that will put you in your body, mm-hmm. anything that gives you, sorry, my throat is like you're moving through the closing up, moving through the old sadness. Yeah. yeah you know, it was like a really, yeah. Yeah. That's Aww. really interesting. See mm. now my body's going, yeah, I want to cry because I didn't get to have that yeah. experience and I really wanted it. Right. But it's, it's the point being when you know, if you can get in touch with your body now, for all you young women out there, and start to feel the connection and build that connection like you two intuitively had, right? Because you had you had mothers. So when your mother gives you permission and it's coming in, it's like there's a safety, a built-in safety there. There was yeah. no safety for me in, ha- in going to have a home birth. So if you're out there and you're wanting to have that home birth, but you've got no evidence, then you start to gather information. So I said yeah. information is power. But in addition to the information, that can put you into your head. So you've got to do your own work at getting into your body. And through breathing, through exercise, through contemplation, through, as you were saying, just feeling your body, what do I feel? What am I feeling? Not how am I feeling, but what am I feeling? Mm. So the what will take you into, wait, is that an emotion? Is that a feeling? Right? It will track, track you into the body and you can start to feel those things. It's going to give you a better percentage of being able to then actually have a home birth or to be able to go to a hospital and not have medicine. Mm-hmm. So I think the first step is really getting in connect, touch with your body and your feelings and your capacity. Because yeah. we all have it, but we maybe weren't aligned with it. Yeah, Or have medicine. I mean, I, I felt like you did when I went to the hospital. Mm, yeah. I. I felt not strong enough. I, I just felt so like I, I, just, I wasn't expecting to shift environments like this. And now yeah. I feel so out of control for me. I have a control thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just felt so out of my body and out of my element, out of control. And then I was in a new place and a new space with people I didn't know and telling me what to do. And I was like, just get me the medicine. So I did an epidural with my first because yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't handle, I needed like I just couldn't have that find my space in my yeah. footing. 
Yeah, it's true, right? And it's like having that connection inside. You need to find safety. And mm-hmm. if medicine gives you safety, like thank God, thank God, thank yes. God, because I I didn't have I didn't have I didn't know what I didn't know. Let's put it that yeah. way. And what's interesting is now just having that story and having that little bit of tears come up. Yeah, the body holds trauma. Yeah, yeah. right. Until we're ready to like allow it up and release it. Right. So if somebody else is at home feeling sad, like I was feeling sad, <laughs> I didn't get my my Into birth request. We shut. Yeah, we're gonna just <laughs> let that shit go. Let it go. Let that let shit go. go. Yeah. Just let yeah. it go. Yeah. Have it. Have Honor it and and release it and yeah. thank it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. there's no wrong way. Also, to exactly. Have birth. Exactly. There's no wrong way. Yeah. I wanted to add that I also had an epidural and pitocin Same. on my first birth, <laughs> and I was one push away from being taken into a cesarean. Same. Ah, Same. I had almost four hours of pushing. They told me, they said, you get five pushes. And I said, I got this, I got this. You can fi- Until C-section. I had one ah, and they yeah. took the Same portion. Yes, this, my Tom, we used to joke that he was a, oh, like a... Wow. Oh, Olivia's pointy. head. Yes. Oh my goodness. We had a similar experience. And so, and so this is the reason why I love sharing my birth stories though, is because not everybody does have my mom that spoke about yeah. birth the way that that um she did like oh it's easy you can do it natural no problem i'm, I'm like, like oh come on well, no, mom but can you imagine <laughs> hearing that your entire life yes right? i know yeah. but now i'm like That's... really that easy no <laughs> no wonder my daughter at five years old i'm not giving birth i'm not giving birth like but, arms folded little little toddler i, I can sorry risa <laughs> i know but if but my mom did help that imprint and i think sharing these stories are so important because not everybody has the permission to go into their intuition, just like me. I didn't let myself do it on my first. I let somebody talk me out of it, which is beautiful in all of its perfection because I learned so much through that process. Mm-hmm. And um, But I had to, I had PTSD. I looked at myself outside of my body on oh, many really occasions did? from oh, that no. birth. And while I, you were giving birth or later, later wow. and, um, how traumatic that birth was for me personally. And other people are like, take me right to the hospital, yeah, yeah. get me the medi- medi- medications. I remember one time I was that person. Yeah. For Reese, I was like, pick the date, pick the time. I get it. I'm showing up, hand me my baby. I went home and yeah. I gotta say it was really easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that makes total sense. I mean, what a well, great thing. It did when, you know, I was promised that's all I could have now or cesarean. So when you get to that point, you know, it, but understand. it was, you know, I can understand why women, why some women choose that because there is something about the certainty of the day, the time that in itself creates another safety. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And that comfort of knowing what's, you know, ahead. Yeah, yeah I I just, I love birth. I, th- I love women. And I think it is so beautiful. All of the depths of this conversation and the way that birth births us, yeah. however it's actually happened. And the permission slip that we give people by sharing our stories and our truth. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just thank you for bringing it up. It's It's thank one you. of my greatest passions and yeah. Well, you're an expert at it. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you, I am. You can own that. You <laughs> can write a book. Absolutely. You know, Peggy <clears throat> was at my sixth birth. No. Yes. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. Did you birth he? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In the bathroom in my house oh. on the ranch. And did your kids ever join your home births? They didn't. Okay. No, I... 
I probably should have. I don't know if There's my no voice would have yeah, <laughs> resonated with that. Um, yeah, no. Did yours, were they there? It was so for uh, Amelia's birth, Annabelle was there. She was like not mm. even two. Mm. And for, she came walking down the hall as I was pushing. And then for... Gwen's birth, Joshua and Olivia were in the room. And then for Jeremiah's birth, all the kids were in the room except for Annabelle. It was pretty tough, tricky pushing scenario. I think Annabelle left and then came right back. Yeah. 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 You know, it's hard to see mom. Yeah. But she's such a warrior. I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about this, right? But it was just like, you, um, I don't know. I think I think Kim can't be the poster child because nobody could pull it off like she does. She's like, she could have been smoking a cigarette. That's how like, <laughs> but like, I mean, I she's like, that was hard. I'm like, that was hard. No, because she, <laughs> the way she, the way she presents and holds herself, she contains it. Mm. And um, you know, in hospitals, they they you hear the screaming and the da da and, and this was. I was screaming in the hospital. Yeah. Well, thank this you, Peggy. This was not like that. I will it say was, because... She was so calm. Oh. And yeah, we could feel you were in pain and we could see, you know, the discomfort on your face, but there wasn't like, you know, there wasn't a lot of noise. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. There was breathing and focus and it was really beautiful, Kim. If I can yeah. offer anybody a, yeah. a tip from my profession of birthing. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> if you... It, if, if you are in the throes of labor and you feel like you can't go anymore, um, what was happening in that moment where you were witnessing me as I had grabbed two crystals, one a friend had given me for birth and one another person had mined herself and nobody else had ever touched it except for her and me. And women gave me these and mm. I grabbed them in the bathtub and I said to like to God in my head, I said, I have nothing left in me. And I am praying on the sisterhood of the world and all the women that have ever birthed, ever birthed to move through me right now. <laughs> and I need it all. And I just went deep and I just felt all the women of all the centuries and all the ancient lifetimes and all the women that would ever give birth. And I just like... <sighs> Like let it just run and pulse through my mm-hmm. body, and I needed that. Yeah. I needed that because I couldn't do it alone. And I think sometimes we feel like we are giving birth alone, but we can call on God. We mm. can call on the sisterhood. We can call on our ancestors. We can call on anything we want mm-hmm. oh, in the middle beautiful. of it. And it just like it was an inside job, <laughs> so it looked. Maybe chill on the outside. Well, it was. It, I, I was in awe. I was just. I mean, the you know, have, witnessing somebody having a baby. You know, yeah. That's in itself as being in awe. But I was just in awe of mm. you, and the way that you, well, the way that you, you just described what you did. I had no mm. idea that's what was going on in the inside, mm. because the outside you were just so focused and poised, mm. and and it was just so beautiful. The children were just hovering, and little Gwenny was like she was shaking. Oh. She was next to me. She was so scared. I'm like she's okay. He's coming, you know, mm. and it was yeah, it was such a privilege to be there. What you know, the only okay. birth I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, so it was like a big mm. deal. That's it was incredible. like, well, yeah, well, it you was know, so amazing it was to so, have my bestie mm. there, it and was just incredible. there was a moment where she was doing Reiki on me, and I'm like, I have my best friend <laughs> at birth. Yeah. How cool is this? Yeah, and and of course, I don't just have any bestie. 
That is, <laughs> that is my bestie. <laughs> so I, it was just such an honoring moment. And, and, and then you get to a point where you don't even see anybody around you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 It was, yeah, it was remarkable. You're remarkable, That's really. Incredible. And and that, what you just shared, it was so mm. powerful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for all women Absolutely. out there. Really, really powerful. I bet that was so rooting. And you're so depleted too at that point that you don't, you're not even able to like let out a noise because you're like, if I let out any energy, it's all going to fall apart. Mm. Like mm-hmm. all in there. That's incredible though. I love yeah. that you grabbed those special crystals and those were like... Yeah, they Helped. they were there. We, we even did an intro were. for this podcast. We did. I was when I was She's in labor. In labor get this. In between what? contractions, maybe we should use it for this one. She's like James. in between contractions. I was like, wait, our podcast is Bathroom Chronicles. Peggy and I are in the bathroom. I'm in labor. This is a good time to film an intro. Oh my and god! And so I was like, <laughs> what? what? Hey, James. I'm just going to put my boobs under the bathtub where you can't see them. And I was doing Reiki and I'm like, what? Are you just, sure? Yes. I just had a moment because the, if you knew all the ways that this podcast was birthed, oh we would be laughing. Literally birthed. Uh, literally birthed. <laughs> I mean, there's a, someday we'll tell the story. Yeah. Amazing. Someday we'll tell the story. Yeah. But we didn't like, this was a divinely guided Two year process. No way. Yeah. yeah. This idea originated many years ago, about the same time she found out she was pregnant. Yes. <laughs> Oh, wow. And so it makes sense that we were sort of birthing it. It, Well, wow. Yes. Yes. It's incubation with this famous Jeremiah. Right. You've mapped it. Oh, my God. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. This, the birth, the the podcast came the same night Kim found out she was pregnant. So the, the idea of the podcast, she's pregnant. Giving birth then, I'm there, and she picks up, let's do an intro to the podcast. The first time we the did time anything, anything. Wow. to record for the podcast. Oh, my God, that's, that's wild. Thing. And that's so it's all tapped in. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so cool. So funny. So James like, now? You want to do it now? <laughs> Are you sure? He's like, okay, well, you know, he's used to following orders under I'm, that. <laughs> I'm also a little known Durst. with James for most of my labors. I tell jokes. You it, do? It, it gets me through yeah. where I'll walk around. I'm like, why the heck? Did I? Like swearing happens and I start wanting to reorganize things. It's just my way oh, of... My- it's like the nesting though too like reorganizing it all oh yeah, yeah. except for in labor <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, well you have time <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true well no she doesn't a little bit of time 30 minutes well you're right <laughs> well this one was a little longer yeah that one yeah. is a little longer by yeah. the way Olivia was a few days of like that early labor mm-hmm. so you know yeah. she you know it's a little mm-hmm. different oh. but yes that's thanks. amazing thanks. yeah yeah what a, what thanks a, for being there <laughs> yeah what a yeah what a wonderful gift to have to give each other, yeah. you know, to support each other like that and witness. That's amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty cool. Oh, and the other part of the story was, is that his due date was my birthday. Stop. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You guys are so like, that is right. so connected. Yes. Incredible. But yeah. he decided he that she his- should have her own day to be honored and he wanted uh-huh. his. So he was 10, 10. So his birthday is the day before mine. Oh yeah. So funny. One day before. Yeah. Wow. I know. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Oh, Libras. Yes. Love Libras. Love Libras. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you don't love a Libra, I don't trust you. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, for sure. 
Wow. Oh, anyway. Oh, yeah. I love that story. That's really it's special. Fun. I mean, it, it's like full circle. Yeah. yeah. I wonder this is going to just, I, I'm, I can't wait to see it all evolve. Yeah. yeah. And how that evolves and how, if they, if Jeremiah is simult, like if somehow they're, you guys are linked with this journey. Or, I know, right? I always say like my two boys made huge like movements for birthing. I got to talk publicly about mm. breech birthing and just, you know, letting people know whether you're judging me or not, you now know there is another option. Yeah. And I know that they, there was a doctor at Cedars that has actually since then started doing some breech births in the hospital. And, and then Jeremiah comes in and he's, you know, doing his thing with podcast, you know, bathroom chronicles. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so cool. I think that's probably all we have time to get into then. Sure. I, we didn't even talk is about there anything you, you want to yeah, share. Is there that anything we, else that you want like people to know about, about you, about to. what you're up to? Gosh, um, I don't know. I'm on the spot. I don't know. I, I think, you know, if anything, um, yeah, watch Walker. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of my husband. He's worked so hard on um, on his show Walker, and um, watching him step into uh, a new role as you know executive producer, creator of um, this wonderful show, and um, and then having spinoffs like Walker independence. And now he and I are also producing some other sh um, oh, shows wow. and movies together. So um, stay tuned for that. And, um, you know, follow along on town. Town is a wonderful space that uh, I got to co-create with one of my nearest and dearest. Well, two of my best buddies, um, Kelly Mickle Rowe, excuse me, who is an award-winning journalist and um, is incredibly thoughtful and mindful in her research that she puts into town and making sure that everything is so incredibly um, well-researched and just, um, you know, creative and fun. And then my other dear friend, Charlie Capon, who is like not of this world, is just one of those amazing human beings who's just so um, kind and thoughtful and, you know, just like a steward for this planet and, um, I'm very lucky to work with them and, and just sort of find this balance between, you know, uh, you know, all or nothing and living in this, um, asterisk as we like to put it, because it's, you know, buy this, you know, eco-friendly toothbrush, but like, do you need to buy more things? And, you know, just like <laughs> yeah. what, how to find mm. the, the answer through a tongue in cheek sort of way and inspiring each other and bringing our communities together. Cause we all live on this planet and we all need yeah. to take care of it. And we all live in this community, whether we agree with each other or not, we are here and we need to support each other. So, um, yeah. Wow. Thank you. That's exciting. <laughs> Thank oh, it was you. so good to see you and, and spend just, time with you. Thank you so much. It's so nice to connect. And I, my heart is just so full. I, I'm just, I feel so mm. lucky. And I didn't even get to bring up the fact of, of, did I bring up about Jared and all the things that you said about him? When I'm, I didn't even bring no. that part up. Oh no. my God. Like Peggy knew having... about Jared before I even met him. And when we got married, I was going, we moved in and I found a box of um, things that I had written down. And it was, it was everything about the man I was going to be with and my partner in life and that he would be a producer. Oh. I mean, like all these weird little things, um, like weird little details and his height and what he like exercising and stuff like this. And literally when I met him, it's not like I was like, that's a dead ringer for what Peggy said. Like it took us a long time and it wasn't until we got married that I was like, 
Oh my God, Peggy <laughs> knew that he was there. All I had to do was wait for him and he was going to be... It, yeah. What did he think about that? Did he think, like, oh You've my God. Ta- I feel like we talked to him when we were first together, um, like really early on when we were first dating, oh, wow. but he's like, he... Is so well. He's married to you, he's so he, married to he, me. so he doesn't have a choice. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. He believes it. Yes, he knows totally you. Does. You're totally intuitive. He's totally yeah. into. He's even more intuitive, I think, in some ways than I am. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Wow. Well, I watched Walker. I was watching well, Walker. So thank you. Yeah. So yeah. that's so great. I'm and really our congrats. girl Odette's on it too. I know. Yes. I know yeah. the best. I know. And I, I didn't know Odette when my I had my Odette, and it's just so funny. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. She's um, one of the most amazing wise women I've ever met in my life. Mm, Like she's just someone that just has this. She's serious goddess energy. She really is so rooted and kind and honest. And I mean, not only is she drop dead gorgeous, she's just one of the most phenomenal actors. She's just so solid. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I know like Jared will work after working with her and he's just like, it got nothing but you know, amazing things to say. He just loves having her as a, you know, acting partner and she's just a good human. And so is Dave. I mean, talk about a great family. Yeah. 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 They are. So we're going to offer you a little ask Peggy segment, which is, as you know, because you worked with Peggy before, she'll do a channel for you. Yeah. I think I'm more open than a specific. Okay. Okay. So just kind of a message, what's there for you, something you need to, Okay. So the first thing that's coming up is I feel like I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know because you're so in tune now. But the thing that's coming in is is just to slow down and um, and try not to rush to manifest everything you're trying to manifest. Yeah. And so because I f- see all these piles of things, all these different things, and there's like, <sighs> and also the pressure of, of really like doing it right and which is the one to do it right with. And um, so as you do with all things, if you slow down and just relax, then that one will show up. That one will like presence itself. So you don't really, you're not working alone. You know that you don't have to think about it all yourself. And if you just relax with it, that project that needs the attention will go, hey, me, right? And you'll just intuitively feel it more in your body. And, um, And then also just, it's like you have a lot, like, (laughs) okay less structure on the outside more structure on the inside does that make sense to you a little bit it's like yeah it's kind of like relax a little bit with all the structure externally oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense yeah like stop being so structured you know chill inside you're chill you know you can be chill but they're like if you will relax a little more on the outside it will reflect more on the inside and so you can be a little more relaxed on the inside so start creating it out here. If you don't know how to create internal chill, internal relaxation, start to create it outside. Less structure, a little more in the flow. Or flow. Who cares? Let's let we'll let that be. Yeah. You know, like that, and then that will translate back to you. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Is this universal wisdom? <laughs> I think probably for all three of us <laughs> and many more. <laughs> Tattoo that on my forehead. I mean, that was yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, um, not to, I know you guys have to cut off time, but um, I was just in New Orleans for the first time and I sat down with a reader and he said something very similarly um, oh. and about, um, because I think I have this sort of perfectionist sort of thing and control. He was talking about like this wheel 
and about jumping on the wheel and listen, you can either hold on or you get off, but like you were you going to hold on. You got to stay on the wheel and you got to go bold and you got to try and stop worrying about it and stop worrying about 10 feet in front of you. Worry about one step right now. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. I just, yeah. it makes, that makes total sense. No, that the tarot readers, they, <laughs> they answer it, but, but it just, it's that it resonates. It resonates and it yeah. feels so right. And I yeah. feel like, um, I, and my husband always says, don't let perfect get in the way of, mm. you know, great, good. Oh, that's, that's great advice. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's what, and you know, and I always tell people too, like, just, you know, if you're asking, if you're working with anybody who has, you know, skills or gifts with intuition or psychic ability, don't give your power to them, right? Yeah. Mm. We, you always like do discernment. No matter what they say, you still listen with your own body. Does that feel mm. true to me? Does that feel true to me? Mm. And if it doesn't, I always tell my clients, if it doesn't feel right to you, then point that out. Hey, that piece is wrong or it doesn't make sense to me or I don't understand because one of two things is going on. Mm. Either I got it wrong because we can get it wrong, right? Or it's just that I've said it in a way that you don't understand or there's a big, and there's a big aha moment that's ready there. Mm. Right. So it's, I, I find that that's valuable with my kids too. Yeah. You know, because then there's like, Oh, I was thinking it was like this and instead it's like that. Yeah. Mm. I feel like there are also times where you would say things like you're saying the aha moment where it would yeah. unveil itself a year later. Uh, mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Too. I love those moments. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like, just like now with the baby, like giving birth to both of them at the same time. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. What That's what's amazing yeah. is being able to reflect back. Yeah. And look and go, oh wow. And why was I so impatient? It's going to unfold. I know you're a grown ass woman with know, three children. And I'm like, life. oh my God. And you're like <laughs> producer. And wow. So, can so I so happy for can, you. Can I invite myself over? I want to go meet the chickens. Come. Yes. And we just got oh. donkeys as well. <gasps> oh, wow. Um, they're, they, they'll be here in May. We're just getting the barn up and running. And then um, uh, cattle. And I really want to have a milking cow. Which... Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So wow. I'm really leaning into this. Well, my mom will come and she'll show you how to do it. Does she used she to mil- mil- oh, my God. She used to milk cows Yeah, all the time when she grew up on the farm. Colette. Oh Colette. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's your mom? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful name. I, I know. It's know a that. beautiful name. Yeah. She's a badass. Oh, she's ferocious. She's got energy for days. She's 90. She's working full time at a hospital. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 40, day, 40 hours a week. Yeah. She's Florida? No, no uh, she's in Iowa. Oh, I, yeah. that's right. Okay. Yeah, but no, she's incredible. That's but amazing. it's that farm life. So you're creating that's a good awesome. life for you. Yeah. <laughs> I need all the advice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Thank you for yeah. being here. Thank it's you so yeah. fun. It's just so cool. It I just so great. I'm really appreciative. I'm grateful. And this has just been, just filled my cup. So. To be continued. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Mm, thanks. <laughs>